Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Album Crawl, a low-effort podcast about albums. I'm your host, James Johnson, here with my co-host slash brother, Paul Johnson, and we are doing 1992s, I want to say. Nothing shocking by Jay's Addiction, their first album. Um, this was an interest. Oh, my God, it's 1988. Sorry, their second album is 92. My bad. Um, you may hear the audio is different yet again. We've relocated once more. I'm here at Paul's apartment in Bushwick. Paul's recently moved in. He's got a really nice couch here. We're in his cozy living room. And, uh, I'm excited about it. Paul, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm doing good. And uh, I'm just I'm ready to get into uh, ready to get into some Jane's addiction. Um, it's been a it's been a goofy few weeks listening to this album and a fun one. Um, so yeah, but doing rocking tonight so yeah how about yourself yeah that was my that was my intro to it it was uh, we were gonna pick something rocking since we don't really listen to a lot of rocking music no we're not we're not we're not rocking guys it's funny because like i remember being a kid and like yeah it's rock music the most thing the most like it's like it's either rock or pop i feel Mm -hmm. like and now as we've gotten older that's no longer the case and now i'm like yeah i don't listen to like barely any rock yeah that's not cool anymore blink 182 just came out with their new single I don't know if you heard that, but... I didn't hear it. It's, they just tried to remake their old music. Uh, obviously. It's Blink-182. Like, yeah. What else are they going to do? Yeah, you can't really true. reinvent Blink-182. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah, you would think so. It's like if Journey like changed their sound, you'd be like, what? Yeah, but yeah, but that, you say that anytime anyone changes their sound. But definitely... Well, this late in the game, it's just like... Weird. Yeah, you're like 45 years old. Well, there's just no point. Like, no one's asking for Blink-182 to... <laughs> no, but like... They're not. I'm not trying for Blink-182 to start playing some like new wave, like post-punk, yeah, like something shit. serious. Yeah, right. I want farts and you know, dick references. Right. Even Was, is it good? Should man. we should we actually just do that song instead? I mean, I guess Blink-182 <laughs> probably loves Jane's Addiction, don't they? Uh, yeah, they have to. I mean, Jane's Addiction. This, this is 1988, which is a funny time for like, this is. I mean, really the beginning of grunge. It's right before grunge. Yeah. I guess maybe at the beginning. Maybe yeah. the beginning of grunge, late rock. They're in a kind of a so, funny. So zone. the the so the 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 idea behind this is like this is like the first proper alternative rock radio. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's this, and then there was grunge, and there was also like the Pixies okay. and yeah. various others. That's like definitely the music scene that I don't really know that well, which is why I wanted yeah. to do this because I was always like Jane's Addiction. There's that band. They got the weird guy. They're yeah, right before Red Hot Chili Peppers. I remember always thinking when I was young, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jane's Addiction, same band. Are you aware that? Wait, okay. Are you aware that the flea plays the horns on Idiot Idiot's Rule? No, because that's pretty funny. No, but that 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 adds checks up. out. And then of course, Dave Navarro was the guitarist for Dave Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? One album for one hot minute. Suck my kiss, I think. Red Hot Minute. Yeah. Um. Correct. Yeah, they're both LA bands. Um. The origin of it's kind of hilarious. You got Perry Farrell, who was like this super weirdo artsy guy. Mm-hmm. He had like an artist collective in LA, which um, I guess the the band name comes from a woman who like helps him run it. But they all blamed on all the problems on that place on Jane's addiction because her name was Jane. So that's the name this came from. It came, the other apparently the alternative name was something about Jane's heroin problem, which they were like not as good. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, but he found, he then found, he was friends with the bassist, Eric Avery or Avery Eric, one of the two. It must be Eric Avery. And they were both like kind of in the same scene. And then, and then Farrell like found 
Navarro and the drummer, and they were like Valley kids, but they were really good. And uh, and then, but he was like he's like six years older than all of them. Perry is. So, yeah, so he like found uh, them, and they were all really good. And he's like, we're gonna do this thing, and they're so like, it's, okay. It's like Perry Farrell's little boy band. Yeah, kind of. So that's it's really interesting knowing that now, and then going back and listening to it because like Navarro brings in all the heavy metal, whereas like yeah. I don't, Farrell's not like that metally. And I never Farrell's thought they were not really metally at all. At all, yeah. But then listening to it, once he comes in and starts shredding, you're like, oh, that's metal as fuck. Like he's totally a metal guy. Yeah. But like they're not a metal band, and that's what's no. interesting about them. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're goofy. Like they're goofy in a lot of ways because they don't they don't they don't fit under one genre at all. Yeah. And they're also not linear. It's just not a linear band, no. period. Like, no. The lyrics aren't, aren't often linear. The guitar and the song structure isn't linear. It's very not heady music. It's very no. chaotic. It's 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 like, it's interesting because like Perry Farrell's like whole thing is that he wants to be this like artsy freak weirdo. Totally. And he is that, but he's not Credit heady. Credit to that. Huh? Credit to him for that. Yeah. I mean, he's very unique. He's one of a kind. <laughs> but like, yeah, they're not like deep thinking art weirdos. He's no. like, I'm just going to be a fucking weirdo and that's it. That's the weird part about this album right off the bat. It's like Venice. He's like, he is <laughs> yeah. like Venice. Like if you go to yeah. Venice, you see the people there. It's like that. It's like, we're like, there's the nothing going on. Weird. You're just like, ah. Yeah. There's no, there's like, he's no, just like, ah, as a person. There's no meaning to it at all. It's just like, but what and they're like what was fun about listening to this is like there is no meaning to it but it's really i think it's really good like it is like if you click on to what they're doing it's very satisfying to listen to like yeah. the the songs are good i think just because there's not like like meaning into the songs doesn't mean they didn't know what they were doing yes like exactly. they they knew exactly what they were which is why they're good and yeah and why they're like revered in a weird way yeah in, in a lot of yeah in a, in a in a weird way is exactly right can we before we even do anything else Lollapalooza Jane's Addiction they started it in Chicago Perry Farrell started it it's yeah. more his his than not his oh, okay. than the bands it's more his he okay. was I mean he is Jane's Addiction really when it comes down to it right like I said he was older and he kind of controlled it Makes he sense. actually took 50% writing credit or 50% pay for writing the lyrics mm-hmm. and then another 12% for adding the music so he himself got 62% of the pay cut from this album. Wow. That goes to show you kind of the dynamic yeah, at play and why they only made like four albums. Yeah. Total. Makes sense. I'm surprised they made four. <laughs> but yeah, he made it as like the idea was a traveling roadshow to, because to, since, since there were the four men of alternative rock, he's like, let's make alternative rock a thing or like, let's be the flag bearers of it, take it around the country. Yeah. We'll make a bunch of money. And really, I think he was really smart and he knew how to like, where he fit in the hierarchy of music. I yeah. think that was like his success. To me, I, I, st- I just, I just intuitively look at Jane's addiction and it's just the like mentally challenged cousin of rock and roll in a lot of ways. <laughs> I've always thought about them like that for some reason that I just can't quite put my finger on. Interesting. <laughs> but, but, and, and, but, okay, but that was my prior, prior to listening to this album. Okay. It hasn't and, changed. And now it definitely has changed. Yeah. Yes. Like, do you, do you feel like you have respect for them? Yes. Definitely yeah. more respect for them after listening to the album. I mean, it, they're still goofy as hell. Yeah. And, they, and I, frankly, I'm like, why? I like, I, I always like to ask the question, why did you make this album? Like, why does this album exist? Yeah. And I don't have an answer really to this, for this. I mean, I, I do in some ways, but clearly not thought out. 
Like, yeah. Well, clearly just like spaghetti on the wall type stuff a lot of the time. Kind of, yeah. I, not, let's, not we'll get into way, that. We'll definitely get into that. I just wanted like, to kind of my, my, pre- my precursor. I think that's a good question that. to have throughout this, and I feel like it'll be an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> well, I think we're ready, Paul. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, we're starting off with This Is Nothing Shocking, Jane's Addiction, and we're going to kick off with Up the Beach. So an interesting thing about this album is um, the fact that they conceived it. So so they got together. They were all in like a lot of bands. And then Perry Farrell was like, I'm going to make this band. And so he, he, he got these guys together and they played a lot of the clubs in L.A. They put these songs together. I don't know if you know the story of the Strokes. It's very similar where they got the, the they made a lot of the songs and they played tons of live gigs in L.A. And mm-hmm. so they played these songs like a bunch. And so then when they got signed and were ready to record the record, they were like, we got the songs, like we just got to put them together. And so they kind of conceived it, having played a lot of live shows, so they did it like it was a live show. Yeah. So like, this is like the very much, they're coming wow. out, they're they're getting the energy up. And I, I'm like, yeah, that's this would be awesome that, to start a it, show. It checks out for this album. This album listens like a live album. Yes, it's exactly it, what it, it is. You feel like you're in the room. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know what the recording studio was or anything like that, but... It was definitely a place that maybe didn't have the like perfect acoustic, like you know, 
it, it certainly was a very alive atmosphere, like a lot of wood and a lot of healthy amount of reverb. And I bet they recorded it all in the same place too. Yeah, yeah, they did. They got like a first time, he's not like a first time recorder, but they got a guy who had recorded some stuff with the talking heads, but he was like an engineer. And this was like his first like, oh, cool. Exec produced whatever thing, album. And uh, yeah, so they were like, they came in and they, they had it all down. So that's why, yeah, I think a lot of that shows in this album. Like you, you can get so much of the energy and this is just like a great, like, you yeah. can just imagine him like, mm, like coming out and just like, I'm yeah. ready for the crowd. Doing weird yeah. shapes. He's got his shirt off. Oh, yeah. his shirt's off. They're all in, maybe or all of their shirts are off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a smoke machine. That's exactly the, what's happening with this, this song and but like right away you get this kind of weird almost like they're playing the guitar like a sitar like mm, it's like dee, a weirdly dee, dee, dee. yeah 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 that's it's like a strangely indian sound yeah like definitely a guitar definitely not a sitar uh-huh. but definitely kind of sounds like it yeah and yeah. and right away you get these kind of off vibes like they're, they're not clearly not going for a mainstream sound yes they're, they're not going for a sound that other people have which is really cool yeah i'm very curious like it, like I said, like he was the guy, so I'm like curious because Navarro is just like a fucking like he's really good at guitar and oh, he's yeah. like this little wizard, but he's like 22 or 23, and then you got this older guy who's like you're gonna fucking do this weird shit. And I'm wondering like how much of it is like <laughs> just fucking nee like you know like how much of it did he maybe deserve that 62 yeah. percent or what? Like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. listening to Dave Navarro shred doesn't seem like he would kind of come up with that weird sitar noise. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, well, Dave, Dave Navarro has always been just a hard, he's a hard rock guy. He, yeah. he, like, he made the Red Hot Chili Peppers more, more, I think, more in the box than anything. Mm. When he, I, I forget, I kind of, it's been a while since I, like, dove into that album. The, I, the only, I think, but, I, I think the only big song off of that was Zephyr's song. It was Suck My Kiss, right? No, Zephyr song. Suck My Kiss was on Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, was which it? Is like one of their biggest albums. Oh, okay. That was Frusciante. I think that was Frusciante's first album. Could be wrong. I'm not that much of a chili head. <laughs> Are you an addiction head? <laughs> no. I'm, okay. I'm a Jane head. <laughs> Jane head. Um, yeah, okay. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm going to talk out of my ass, too, if I keep talking about Dave Navarro. But what I, what I do know is that... Uh, yeah, for sure, weird, right away, like, if you saw this live, you wouldn't be like, oh, that Jane's Addiction show was really, like, Boring. anything else that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, you can't go away from it anything other than, like, wow, that was something. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't like nothing. it, I'm sure you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> right. You'd have a memory of it. Like, you can't listen to this album and be like, no, that was just, like, some regular 90s. Like, th- this is, like, timeless in a way because it's so, like... Unique. It is very unique. Yeah, it's it's kind of comes back to that classic phrase of like just because it's unique doesn't mean it's good, but it puts you in a it puts you in a, it forces you to sit into a critical seat when you hear something that's so different. Yes, and that's that's definitely what Jane's Addiction does, and and it comes back to the the name of the album and the album cover, which I feel like normally we bring it up at the end of every episode, but I feel like we got to bring it up here <laughs> because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh-huh. And but nothing shocking. I mean, it's yeah. it's this is eighty eight. This is pre cell phones, really, and pre uh, you know, yeah, pre cell phones is everything you need to hear, pre internet, mm-hmm. and still at this point they're like, we're sick of the inundation of the of, you know, boobs and sex and violence. Mm-hmm. At this point, what do you think Perry Farrell thinks now? 
I know. That's like the... I mean, listening to this, he literally just screams sex is violent in a song that's actually about Ted Bundy. And it's like... he. It's like going for the shock value, but now it's like, that's oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just watched a documentary on John Wayne Gacy yesterday. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I just thought I watched them dig up bones in a basement. Yeah. And actually, I hated it. I, I, it actually scarred me. But if I was 18, <laughs> I don't think it would have bothered me that much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah. Do you, I wonder what his position is though? Is something shocking now? Does he get shocked? Maybe he's he an older sho- guy. Maybe he was shocked at how much he could possibly be shocked by the absurd amount of things that you could, that can that you can see. Yeah. I mean, ten, literally ten years later, you could watch a guy getting his head chainsawed off on the internet. Yeah, but like literally, this album cover, I guess, it's still kind of shocking. Yeah, it's a person with two people with their hair on fire. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a clay mold of his girlfriend, duplicated. But they're but they're adjoined twins. Uh huh. They lit them on fire. Their hair on fire. They're naked. And they're naked. And their hair's on fire. Plus the cow in the back. That's I don't know what's going on with that, but I kind of I mean like it's a lot. There's a lot going on, and I mean like definitely when you look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's a little shocking. It's kind of like this album. It's like a tasteful amount of disruptive. It's yeah, like, it's it's main. It's like a popular. modern art museum, an edgy yeah modern art museum. It's like pushing your buttons a little bit. Maybe yeah. that maybe that's what this album is. It's just kind of pushing your buttons a little bit. Just kind of fucking with you. Kind of like what you know, you two at the very beginning of Zoo, Zoo Station, a little yeah, bit like that. But then but for like, a whole, that's album. The whole album, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they did it tastefully. That's why it's good. Yeah. Well, they're good songs. I want to get into the next song. Good I too. love the next good song. Too. Yeah. There's a there's a lot to. Oh, you got the mic. You got into. the mouse over there. Nice. Oh, yes. You're. <laughs> you got the lead forward. Oh, yeah. That's nice. This was the song that, like, I wish I was so shit. Like, that was just in my head, like, for like, a solid week. Wow. I, I, I don't know why. I, I definitely love the hit on this. Like, I just love the, when it hits, first hits you. Mm-hmm. 
it 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 really the big sound is really satisfying, and then the yeah, it's a big wall. Yeah, it's just it's a part. Yeah, there you go. There's the bar shredding. Kind of about the ocean, it gets a little watery. Symphony-esque. I think you said it right when you you texted me. You're like, oh, these guys are definitely wide and not deep. Yeah. And that is exact. I was like, that's it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. There's just no depth at all. They just wanted to like. I mean, I think. They just wanted to be fucking huge. I think I might be starting to get yeah hit the nail on the head when it's like, you're just they're just like kind of pushing the buttons a little bit. Like they just they just want to make an impact. Yeah, in, in any way possible. Which is it's ironic. like called nothing ironic. shocking. Yeah, it's kind of like the, yeah, it's, it's kind of it, like, it, it, they're not they're named Jane's Addiction. Yeah, like everything about them. Everything about them is uh, well provocative. Here, I did pull up his, his picture from the '90s: the red dreads, the nose ring, weird cowboy hat thing. Yeah, I see with the green dreads. Definitely funky bunch. Yeah. Usually with his shirt off. He's wearing a corset in this picture. Yeah. So. Definitely a lot of drugs. Oh yeah, tons of heroin. And yeah, that adds up. 100% adds yeah, up. Yeah, it's just, but like, I like this song. It's like, it's like not even like a hook in it. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it that. It's like there's, there's, I guess there is kind of a chorus. But there's not just like there's no there's nothing simple about like the song structure. Like it just sounds like this big rambling mess that they that works because because it is like you could totally picture being in a, a mosh pit during yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's and him the presiding idea. over it. You just be that's like, yeah. I have to say, like this song specifically, uh, Ocean Size, definitely is a great song to listen actively to and also to have in the background. Like mm-hmm. you can you can jam out to this song like hardcore listening to it, and you can also just have it around, and yeah. it's great background music. Yeah. Same thing as like the, the ambient, the ambient uh, scale or whatever the Brian. Uh, yeah, right, know, as much scale. as you. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if any of their music passes that because it's like it's. Yeah, I guess it's just like fun to rock to. That's all I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's no. not not in the sense where like some some of the music we listen to where it's so good and so dense, like. Um, like Bon Iver or something yeah, like that. Yeah, where, where you listen to me like, damn, this is just like fucking like mole. It's like a yeah. it's like a twelve layer cake. Yeah. Instead, like you, you want to look into all the details and all the nooks. Yeah, this is a two layer candy bar. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, caramel and chocolate. Fuck yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like that. That's shit. good, yeah. 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 And it's got it's got like the it's got the X factor of like a three musketeers bar where you're like this is different from the other ones. Oh, right, because Three Musketeers has the whipped. They got the nougat. They got the whipped nougat. The whipped nougat. Yeah. Damn, you know, I haven't had Three Musketeers by a long time. Yeah, well, you know, there you go. Here's your call. Yeah, you know? I guess that's it. I'll yeah. stop at a bodega on the way home. There you go. Do you have Three Musketeers by? No. Que es esto? Que pasa? No. Three? No. Trace? Yeah. Uh, ocean Size. Um, it's, uh, it's a song... It's a song really about um, 
wanting to be oh dang it's I had this I mean like it's his aspirations because he's big he wants to be impactful but he also doesn't want to be moved or fucked with yeah hold on a sec I'm, I'm not gonna let this slip I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the thing that I'm the gonna do the thing that, that I don't want to do what it says <laughs> It's, <laughs> you guys have to look at the genius for this. Let me just feed it to you directly. Wow, the genre is metal. Um, yeah, it's about. I, I was gonna say it. I want to make sure I was right. It's just it's that song about like you you want to be gigantic, you know. And yeah. You want to you want to be it's, un, unmovable and and it really I mean it checks out. Yeah, it's literally this, it's as like as a it's expressive mission statement. Yeah. Like, I'm Perry Farrell. I don't want to be enormous. And yep. then we get in later with the mountain song where he comes out and he's like, uh, you whatever, everyone wants to, we'll talk about it, but it's like, everyone wants to judge everyone's music or whatever, but this is the time. And it's not, like the chorus is something about like cashing in. Like He's like, I want to be big. I want to do it now. Cash I want in. to make money yep. out of it. Yep. Let's go now. Do it. And that's, and he says that like three or four times. I think he's talking about some different people on that one, but maybe in a way talking to himself, but this one's definitely, it's, it's really expressive. It's not logical at all. No. But it, but the music conveys it. This is where like his huge reverb vocals yes. like really match the lyrical content because he yes. has the reverb on most of the vocals on these. Yeah, he has that. Yes, an echo. Yeah, and uh, I mean it, it lends to the ocean feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for sure the ocean feeling and um, and the guitar and the the bass and the really the drum too. Yeah, huge drums. Yeah, so weird to think like. Because when you think of James Addiction, I mean, we talked this a lot on the um, Smashing Pumpkins episode. How how did they create this gigantic sound? Like the sound on the Smashing Pumpkins is huge. I yeah. think I think what was that? What was that album? Eight ninety one, Siamese Dr- Dreams. That's what it's called. Siamese ninety one. Yeah, Siamese Dream. I, maybe ninety one. Yeah. Anyway, they did a better job on that album for sure of making this gigantic sound. Mm-hmm. But this one does it without duplicating and doing all the production tricks. Right. It's not because it's not deep. Instead, it's like big and wide. Yeah. Literally, this is the, the music video for this is just like him surfing. I'm like, yeah, that's that actually is that's that is like it really is this big open air playing. Yeah, and you got up the beach and ocean sides. I guess that checks out. L.A. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, let's let's get on to it. We had we got had a dad up next. It's like it's like they were like, "What should we do after this part?" And Dave's like, "Okay." And the the lyrics I read said that that this is him saying, "Let's rock," <laughs> not "That's right," which "Let's rock" at least makes more sense. Let's rock. That makes way more sense. Yeah. So I think that lyric is incorrect. 
That doesn't mean, just because it would make more sense doesn't mean it does. I know. Especially with this album. <laughs> I'm gonna put a. We got two guitar solos in here, and this one's. I it's, like those it's plans. Like, it's, it's like the complete abstraction of meaning from the song. <laughs> like, this is a song about not having your dad yeah. around, and then, like, it turns into Dave Navarro as having three gnarly guitar solos. Yeah. They're completely off the melody. They're and apparently, and apparently the, song, the song. It's about the bassist having dad problems. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, guess, I guess Perry Farrell's mom died when he was three. But, but the bassist dad left him, left no left their family when he was in high school. Maybe he died. I can't remember. Okay. And so, but it was but 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 Perry Farrell wrote the lyrics, but he got the he got the story from. That it. checks out. Yeah. That so so it makes so it makes sense then that there's a maybe a little disconnect. It's frustratingly poor. <laughs> like 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 when you think when I when I look at a song, I'm like, where is the you know what are they really trying to get at? Get, there's just something so human about music that makes you when you can when you can hear read poetry and it's written in some voice where you can pick up the sub cues and the text mm -hmm. that you, you can read through the words uh, the words they're using and stuff like that but this is just bad songwriting like, mm -hmm. it's just he's trying hard to tell a story and just doing it bad yeah it's, well he's just I mean this is just like at the same time though, and this may be hold on I'm gonna have to get close to the mic I'm gonna get it before it gets cold or warm um let me just do this before we talk about daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, Crack it. <laughs> they, uh, this is, a, I feel like Perry Farrell is very aware of, again, where he placed himself. And so he's like, I'm going to make a song for angry teenage boys. Oh. And it's so bass. You got this like commercial, you got this commercial intent type of deal. You know, I could be wrong, but it just seems like a lot of things right. he does yeah, are yeah, yeah. like that. And it would make sense that he says, oh, your dad left you? Oh, tell me about it. Let me take it and make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, give me your misery. Yeah. I'm going to market it. <laughs> no, like, literally, like, I, I'm like, I'm not a Perry Farrell expert, but from what I learned, that sounds exactly like something that he would do. So he's just a, he's just a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he actually does read like a monster. Like, 100%. Like, if you read, just read the Wikipedia page. You're like, wow, this guy sucks. He's really fucked up. <laughs> So I guess the just as a okay, fight. who who would you rather invite to your Thanksgiving dinner, Perry Farrell or Julian Casablancas? Julian Casablancas. Okay, Perry Farrell <laughs> or or uh, uh, the guy from Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> Billy Corgan. Philly. Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell wins that. You would one. take Perry over. I Billy think Perry Corgan. Farrell so is that, somewhere in between. I feel like there. Billy Corgan isn't even entertaining. I think mean, he's just a dick. Like Perry Farrell's gonna come and be like, "What's going on? I brought this fucking thing. What's up? I banged your sister." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gonna make the whole Thanksgiving about himself. Yeah. But it'll be kind of funny. Like, yeah. Billy yeah. Corgan's just gonna sit there and probably complain the whole time. You think so? That I he mean... didn't cook all the food. <laughs> he's like, this Thanksgiving dinner would be good if I made it all myself. You write a song about it called Burnt. No, no, Paul, and... Paul. Oh, I'm gonna. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> 
brought him over. He said, bring a side. He shows up with a full course meal. I just knew you weren't going to do it right. Uh, no. Throw it all in the garbage. <laughs> Don't even waste your time in the kitchen. Oh, we're never going to get old. This is going to turn into the anti-Billy Corgan podcast. Yeah. Go one, see Jane's one, Addiction one of the Smashing many. Pumpkins on tour right one now. One of the many, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. that was a good time to bring it up because, yeah, they're literally in New York City right now where they were just for. Yeah. They just left. Well, they're playing, you sent me a thing, but that was in like, I think that was somewhere else because I know they're playing MSG, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, let's go. I got a couple hundred dollars to drop on Billy Korgs. All right, this is a song about Ted Bundy. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna just kind of keep this on in the background here, but yeah, I mean, uh, we just kind of ironic that we we're skipping the lyrics on this song because this is the, the possibly the only song with like a real ah uh, yeah Jane says yeah yeah yeah, whatever, whatever. yeah. either way we got uh, you know we got this is actually a theme the theme of the album really is is nothing shocking what are we watching on TV now. Um, we got naked people. We got murderers. We got you know, you know, people being deflowered. Basically, every half an hour. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, they. I kind of appreciate that they put this song in here. Yeah. At least to have something meaningful in there. It's got that. I love the quiet to loud. I love the the slow jam of this. Yeah. In terms of the album it placement, cool. it's perfect. We've gotten like a lot of high energy, and to have this like long, it's so like purposely long and drawn out. Like it felt it it feels really correct. It's kind of like it's kind of like an interlude built into the song. 
Kinda, yeah. But it, like, it, really it feels exactly. extremely like, purposeful. Like, it's not just like, oh, we need a slow song now. Like, it really, you could really feel them, like, like, it feels like they were doing a long jam and then they logically got to the point when they're just playing these, like, really low. Yeah, that's, you know? that's true. That's true. Like, that's what this feels like that, to me. That, that is exactly right. Yeah. Like, when we're, when we're playing. And yeah. They were just, you're and just sometimes kind of, you're just, you're playing and then you just get into these, like, lulls. Yeah. And you're like, like dun, 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 dun. and you're barely playing. <laughs> but then it's, like, really, like, thick. And then you feel it going again. Like, that's what this song feels like. Immediately, even from the first time I was in I was like, there's, like, there's the energy is in it, which is yeah. really cool. And this this is the first song where you actually you totally understand what they're trying to say, which is which <laughs> sex is, is violent. I mean, they're just trying to say like it's a uh, it's we're in the postmodern society and nothing really matters anymore. No, they're, they're no, we're confronted they're, with a lot of horrors of the world. They're trying to say like you're you're showing sex on TV, but sex is violence. Like it's not, it's it's basically like trying to say. He's probably trying to say sex is violence in a different way from vi- you know, than we're we're, we're we're making them the same thing. Uh, I think about that all the time, where it's like we censor sex the same way we censor violence, which make which equates them in a lot of ways, which yeah. is super fucking weird. Yeah, that's true. It's but it's also just it's also just something that yeah, it's definitely something that's censored, but um, it's I think it's. It's more like, uh, uh, no, I'm losing my train of thought. You want a hit of this beer? (laughs) It's fucking dank, bro. Doesn't it taste just like orange juice? It's very juicy. Double dry hops. Should we change the podcast into a beer review podcast? I did find this one podcast that's about where they drink beer and listen to music, but somehow they did a bad job of both. Wow. I'm just kidding. I think they were good on the beer and then not so good on the music. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of hard. Like, we would be terrible on the beer. I mean, yeah, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, this this does not Are we good at the like music, Miller though? Light. I would hope we are okay <laughs> at the music. Although I did just totally blank trying to explain why sex is violent makes sense. Yeah. I like my explanation. We're going to leave it. Can we leave it Yeah, it's mind? pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's better than mine, so we'll, we'll give it to you. So that's that's that. Ted just admitted. I guess it's about Ted. Ted Bundy. just admitted sex is violence. Ted is Ted Bundy. Right. I guess. That's what I read somewhere. Right. By somewhere I mean a pitchfork review of this album. Yeah. It's got nine six in retrospect. It's got nine six in retrospect? Yeah. I was wow. pretty surprised too, actually. Yeah. I'm, I was like, oh pitchfork. Okay, they'll have probably some information that'll be good to glean from. That's actually where I've gotten most of the information I've shared with you this evening. Yeah. Um so it was good. They, they did that well. They did that well. But I, yeah. I just can't imagine that. There was this no point album. there was no point in the review where I, I got finished reading it. I'm like this. How is this a nine six? What after what you just said? <laughs> I mean, I could say that. It's kind of just like a history lesson. The closer I look at this album, the less I see it. It's just, it's like, it's like a blurred picture to me. I think it's impactful for the music that came after and what it did to the alternative rock scene. But it, standing alone, I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it is. It, we should talk a little bit more about the context because it but is. Yeah, but I don't is, know the context that well. It's I don't hard. know it either. Because I don't. It's the but, scene I mean, with listen to Bon Jovi in '86. You know, right? This is only two. Only two years after. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty fucking. What, what other music in the is? What other rock music is in the late '80s? I mean, exactly. Aerosmith, like right. Guns and Roses, right? Like, that's all mainstream shit. Yeah. And, okay, and you think about Guns and Roses, which is, what is that? What is that? '85. Appetite for Destruction. Apparently, they yeah. hated Guns N' Roses. They turned down the person who 
produced Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, they said, that, Fuck that sounds no. about right. Like, this is the kind but, of the counter-thesis. Yeah, but time. it's funny because they're both... 87, the year before the Appetite for Destruction. So, same deal. But they're both L.A. They're on the Sunset Strip. Like, they're doing the same shit. But apparently these guys got kicked out of all of those clubs. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, which is so hilarious. They're just the alternative L.A. Yeah, they're kind of the un- the layer. But Guns N' Roses is super edgy. They're like this uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, like you're about to take a bunch of drugs and die. Like yeah. it's not like they're super like they're mainstream, but it's like it's still pretty edgy. And then these are the worst versions of that. Yeah, they are the worst versions of that. Yeah, it's just so fucked Guns up. Guns N' Roses was doing heroin, but they were doing it in the back room. James Addiction was like bringing the syringe on stage, basically. All right, interesting way to put it. Yeah, I mean, you I know. guess that's that, that. I think that. It, I mean, I guess that's, that's how is that? I get this. Sounds like heroin. This music sounds like cocaine to me. That song sounds like heroin. Summertime Rose is heroin. <laughs> yeah, but this song this song's more like weed, honestly. Standing in the shower thinking. It brings in that little fucky, funky energy to it. Because like, definitely not Devar bringing it funk. No, no, I think the drums are what's doing it in this song. It's almost shocking to me that like, this that this album was actually produced how well it was produced. But maybe the Warner Bros. Yeah, big deal. This was a big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, that adds up. But got money. It's just it, it yeah, they had money, but it's crazy that they that they did. Like this music today would not fucking fly. This style of music, the way that they're doing this, just wouldn't fly. I mean, well, obviously, like right now. Or what do you mean, just in general, even on the alternative rock? I'm talking. I'm not talking about the actual music. I'm talking about the way that they like, the way that they approach the music. Like, it's just madness. It's just it's disorganized. It's at the time it was cool. No, Paul. Would... I feel like Hundred Gex is playing somewhere on the radio. Hundred, hundred was it? Hundred Gex. What's Hundred Gex? You know Hundred Gex is? No. I'll show you the rest of this. All right, cool. And, yeah. and like they're like a popular band. Oh yeah. And they're, I'll just you'll I mean yeah. So they're a popular band. They're fucking. I it's like mm. not music, but All it right. is. But it's good. Okay. Which is what this is. So yeah. Okay. I mean no, right. I think for sure. 
I think they yeah. played a bunch of live stuff, got a got a following, and they got a deal, and were able to do what they wanted. I right. Think they they I think Perry Farrell was enough of a control freak and was like able to finagle his way to smooth talker. Say so. Well, I think he like could pitch it well. I think that's what he could do. He's like, I got this thing. We're gonna make a sound. People are gonna like it. They don't know what it is yet. Yeah. But they're really gonna like it, and it works. Yeah, yeah. And Jane says it's still played on the radio today. Yeah, and I think that's uh, the most important thing about this album is that that it was it was innovative. And you know, it's like it, at at the, at the edge of innovation is always the craziest motherfuckers. Yeah, it's just it's just how it goes. They they do something that and nobody likes them, and then five years later, everybody's doing what they that they were doing. Right. And I think that's that's what this is. Drug fueled, yes. Chaotic, yes. But the but the chaotic, that's the direction that everything went. I mean, that, that's that how that's what, it what, is, what music is. Nirvana, now. Nirvana is famous three years after this. Yeah, yeah. So and Nirvana um, doesn't like this at all. But like, Nirvana follows suit to this. It followed suit in some ways, yeah. In some ways, but in, in, in terms like, of like the energy of Nirvana maybe, was crazy as fuck. Like they they were like fucking head banging like yeah, as true. crazy yeah, as yeah, you yeah, could yeah, think yeah. of it. Nirvana was like. I mean, nihilistic, you know, hedonistic, nihilistic, every, you know, all Not that. hedonistic. I don't think, no, I guess maybe. Yeah, For sure hedonistic. It's just so funny. It's just so funny too. comparing them at all because it's just, just like the pure energy that's in Nirvana, like, like literally energy levels. Yeah. Nothing matches this. No, no, no. Like nothing. No. It's just so crazy. Like I can't think of anything as crazy as this guy. All yeah. I can think of is like maybe like insane rappers now. Whereas like, I don't, what? Run who, the jewels, man. No, run the jewels are but they're are a couple they? old dudes. Are they? Oh, yeah, LP had been around. They both had been around forever, and oh. then they were like, ooh, ooh, ooh. like they're good, whatever. But okay, like, okay. I'm saying, like, literally, like, there's so much visceral energy in this yeah, music. Animalistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the comparison. I, I think is. The, the, the yeah, I don't know either. Early, in terms of popular, early Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah, would be a really yeah, good yeah, example. Right. I mean, but what? Yeah, what? What today is crazy. What's the who's the crazy who's doing a crazy today? live act that's like super high energy? Yeah, does, does that not exist today? Well, it's hard to compare because there's no big rock music anymore. There's no big rock. Like, music. Not, there's nothing on this level that's like rock. XXX Tentacion was fucking insane. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I feel like yeah. only edgy rappers maintain that sort of like yeah, appeal right. right now. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. If it's just that's just the young people music, which was this was, which is what this was. Exactly. Those are upset teenagers that hated their dads. Yeah. Although Perry Farrell was like, what, 29? Something like that. Sounds he, like. Was, he was older. Yeah. yeah. He just got it. He was just smart. He's a businessman. He's a businessman. Yeah. He was a music man. He's a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. He played the trombone. He played the rusty trombone of the music industry. Stuck his fingers in the right holes. Yep. Um, so, fingers in the right holes and right into the summertime rolls. Shady Blade 
I was going to make a joke about it, but I was going to start re-saying re exactly what I said. <laughs> now, Paul, the key to this album is their ability to do this song at yeah. this time, at track six. I, I, I see that. The, I, I definitely think they had the right idea, and they had the right feel to slowing it down and like getting into a song that is a little bit more just ear-friendly. You know, as, I looked as, as I looked at the track like, listing early on. I looked at this. I was like, what is this? Listen to this out. What? Like, like uh, you, I'm sure you had the same moments when we do, do these, where we're listening to the albums, and then eventually, sometimes you're like, okay, what's this song? I, I, I'm interested. Like, what is oh, this Oh, yeah, song? yeah, always. And I did that always. to this song. Like, maybe first time through. Ah, uh, I see. I was like, I like this. I definitely already did it to Ocean Size, and then I did it to... Uh, Idiot's Rule was easy. Mountain Song, I did it. Wait, did you know Mountain Song? No. The, the, I, only, I, thing, the only thing that, that bothers me is like... I, you just never know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, can we pull up the lyrics on this one? I think this is a heroin song. I'm not sure. It's... Her trips... Her, he trips her as her sandals fail. He's... She says, no stop, I'm a girl, whose fingernails are made of a mother's pearl. Yellow buttercup, helicopters, orange butter cat, chasing after the crazy bee, mad about somebody. Yeah, okay. It's just crazy nonsense. It's crazy nonsense, and like... Me and my girlfriend don't wear I shoes, her nose is painted pepper light sunlight. I think that he's trying to like paint a picture of like, summertime, but he's clearly just fucked up. In yeah, well I think that's what, I think that is what it is. I think it's fucked up in the summertime. Like, I think this is just, like, fully on... I think this is literally just, like, a heroin song. This is, like, a stream of consciousness heroin song. Mm -hmm. But I think it... I mean, if that's what it is, it really, like... It does checks out. Like, could you... Okay, let's just... Let's just sit and listen to it, and then you just gotta, like... Maybe make your eyes... Lazy. Is that satire? Yeah, I like. I don't think he showed it. Like, I seriously think he wrote this one time off the top of his mind, and he just was like, "That's it." Yep. I actually told him. This is where you need like an editor, like some other competent person in the band to be like, you can't just do that, dude. Yeah, I feel like this could have been, if he, yeah, maybe if he really nailed this, it could work in the way that Beck does that like weird random lyrics. Yeah. And they don't make any sense because they sound good or something like that. Yes. Like I think if he made this nonsense sound better, yeah. it would be way more better than it's going to yeah, instead, it's instead I it's great in the album. It's a great album. Yeah, song. I'm sure. Again, like you just said, I'm sure it's great if you're on heroin. <laughs> I'm not even. Saying, I'm not saying it's great if it's on heroin. I'm saying does it evoke, evoke heroin? Evoke heroin? Yeah. Heroin vibes. Oh. 
Definitely it does, yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's all I was trying to say. But I, I can imagine that it's probably a lot like this. <laughs> just, yeah, just tongue out, drooling type stuff. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get on to... There's uh, another minute of that. That's, it sounded like that was the end. But there really is another full minute? There's another full minute left of that song. That's insane. And then they have a little outro. He didn't need to skip and pause. It's bad craftsmanship. <laughs> Alright, let's come on. Let's do it. So what's he saying? He's like, cash in, coming down the mountain. One of many children, everybody had their, held their own opinion. Everybody held their own opinion, holding it back. It hurt so bad. Jumping out of my flesh, I said, cash in. I don't know. He's, he's, this is his, like, mission statement. He's like, it's me. We're, we're here. Yeah, I don't get we're it. We're Jane's Addiction. I, I really read into it, and I Give don't me money. Get it. Give me, give me that cash. Give me that cash. I don't. I, I. I don't know. That's. I guess that's what it is. They're also all of these guys are credited on all these songs, but you think it's Perry Pong right now? He wrote all the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. That's what I read. I read that in multiple places. Yeah, I the whole him taking credit for a lot of stuff is a very big reason why it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> can't imagine why. Just can't imagine why. They literally did this, and then they did another album, and then they were like, "We're." We're done. <laughs> we're done with Perry. What does he do now? Does he have a solo project? I think they were the touring. Uh, but he does a lot of stuff. He's around, I guess. I'm sure, I'm sure some people want something to do. He had that. another side project after this. I was also big into rock community. I cannot remember the name of the band. They're the faces. Yeah, because I brought it to Blake. I was like, oh, what Jane's Addiction I was trying to do. He's like, well, really, you'd have to do a Perry Farrell episode. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. do, like, a, the best of Perry Farrell. I was like, that would be interesting. But I don't want to do that. I'm not interested. Um, this song, like, I think this song is popular because it, it actually follows that, like, understandable structure. It's easily digestible. Yeah, it's, like, totally, like, I was like, why? I, like, every time I listen to it, I'm like, besides him saying coming down the mountain, I really have no appeal to this song. 
It's in fact one of my least favorites on the car. I, I, uh, well, it's right no, it's noticeable to me. It sticks out, and that's why, I mean, that's why it works. I mean, you know, humans, we're, we're pretty easy when it comes to music. Like, do you get it? Like, does it, do you register with it? Or do you digest it? Does it resonate with you? Yeah, I think it doesn't. Yeah, I think it just, something about this song just doesn't, I don't get it. It actually makes no sense. Like, what, there's no chorus. There's no song structure in this. The song structure is there's, simple. It's like, first chorus. There's no chorus. So, oh, him saying cash in now. Uh, yeah, I guess chorus. that's the chorus. Yeah, that counts. Fine. Can we just counts. roll through? Let's roll through the idiot's rule and let's just play through a minute of it. Yeah, let's just. Here's the fleet thing. All the ba- I think all the bass lines in this album are so memorable. So memorable. I didn't, I didn't pick that up, but I also listened to this a lot of time on the Alexa, and I don't think that really, I don't oh, think it worked. stop doing that. It's if you're nice. gonna do it, stop listening to the Alexa. Just get better speakers. I mean, it's, I bought a nicer Alexa, so, you know. Is it the tower? No. It's, the, it's still the dot? It's the bigger, it's the circle one. I don't know. It's, yeah, well, it's good. Jesus. Okay. Alright. Okay, this song... Wait, is Sarah's okay with it? Oh, you listen to it when she's not here. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. There's no, no way she would like I, this, right? I don't, I don't think Sarah I think we would like murder me if I was like, alright, we're gonna listen to Jane's Addiction now. Like, four like, times no. in a row, you game. What do you, got, what do you got planned for the rest of the night? <laughs> just gonna listen to J.A. <laughs> This, this song, I, I do kind of like the, the motif of this song, which is that idiots rule because they break their rules. Oh, is that what it's, it is? It's really, that's all he's saying is like, people who people who ignore what other people are doing and just do whatever the fuck they want. Are okay. But really, it comes back to what you said about like, Jane's Addiction is just like, wow! Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there's no meaning, it's just, it's just funny silliness. And like, that's what this song is about. Like, yep. Anybody who can who can kind of step outside of the box rules according to her. her, her. Yeah, he's like um, he's like probably someone who loves graffiti. Like street, like street graffiti. Yeah. Like you think that he likes and, and you're saying he, he enjoys it as a viewer. Yeah. Oh. And loves the idea of it. He's like we need more street art. Yeah. Yeah, he's a rebellion guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And we're talking about a guy who's probably done mushrooms a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> he is so fun to listen to. He is a great frontman, a great singer. Like in terms of like energy, like he's just entertaining. He's he's very sharp. Like yeah. his, his voice is very sharp. Yeah. It cuts through. Yeah. There's not a lot of singers like that. No, um, he's very unique. Yeah. He's also got that tenor. Where it's just like, hey, yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Serge Ter- Terjakian or whatever from System of a Down. If, yeah. you, if you had a Ter- tenor. Serge Tankin, Tarin, Tankerin, Tankinin. Yeah, I don't know. But that guy, except for if he had a tenor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, instead of the baritone. The world needs a, the world needs a, that version except for falsetto. I'll say it. There's a lot of cutting falsetto. Let's, uh, let's get into Jane Says. Okay. The biggest song. Tree! 
Okay, I have two questions for you. One, make a music video for Jane Says. For Jane Says? Oh, it, you know, it's like a... Like, how literal do you want to go with it? Well, I mean, I, I would go with like a... I would go with a delusional style music video where like, there's actually Jane living in like this paradise. And then, and then it's like her living these dreams that she's talking about, and then it snaps back to reality for it's, I'm gonna kick tomorrow. Yeah. And it spins back, and she's like bald and fucking scratching herself, and she's crying as, as it says, I'm gonna kick tomorrow. I mean, Damn. this is, this, this is a brilliant s storytelling, and, yes. it, and it makes me, I mean, it's, it's the only real song on the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so sad, because like, this is so good, and they, it, it it's 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 crazy to me having been involved in a high drug community at one point in my life to say like that is there's so much life happening around drugs right. because people become extremely vulnerable when you're around drugs it's an extremely uh, volatile situation and so they get so much stuff like this where you have a person on the edge of battling with themselves and they're just shredding themselves to bits. And I just wish they. I wish this was the album. Like I wish they. I wish they made more of this. Right. Yeah. They, if he, well, I don't think. He, yeah. I don't think. Well, so maybe this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Is like he makes a song about people hating their dad, and then it's like their problems. This Doctor's song was problems. successful, but did they know it was successful? A. B. Like, what did, was he trying to do? Something that maybe was going to appeal and maybe he didn't think that this was going to appeal because it's literally yeah. like a very it's a very sad song but but it sounds happy there's fucking still drums in this yeah there's there's. I don't think two. anyone I don't think I don't know how I, if you ask most people who know this song I can guarantee you most of them don't know what this no, song no, I didn't know no. the song I didn't know what the song was about before so yeah. like yeah, and there's yeah, like you said, there's steel drums. It's like Caribbean, like, and there's also like this. The production of this song follows common production of the time. Um, it follows actually the same production setup as uh, "Don't Speak" by No Doubt. Mm. Double acoustic, one on one side playing a little bit more light, yeah. and then one playing the yeah. big heavy yeah. wide. Yeah, yeah, and that's what makes it so great. And then you get this thick, sorry, not thick, really accurate sounding bass sound in the middle that kind mm. of. It really doesn't do a lot of favors to the bass, but it sounds good in the mix. Uh, it holds it up. The but like that, yeah. drum, like, the what two, the fuck is that? Yeah, I hate the steel drum in this. I, I can't it's so stand. cheesy. As soon as I noticed it, I was like, I fucking hate that. It's what makes it timeful. Yeah. Because the acoustic is great, and his voice is great. But yeah, like the, the end result is like, there's no chorus again. But like the thing that's memorable I'm is... Tomorrow is the chorus. When I think, uh, coming back... Wait, what does he say? Coming back. He doesn't say coming back again. That's a different song. Mm, get my going away. But he doesn't. He only says that once. Get my money. It's kind of yeah. Like it's like the sort it's of. The, it's the melody. It's the repeated yeah, the melody. melody. Yeah, repeated melody. It's the repeated Trying. melody. Uh, yeah. Um. Well. Anyway, in my mind, the thing that I always remembered about this song was literally only him saying, "Jane says." Like yeah. that's it. That's the only memorable. Yeah. It's a, it's, actually a, it's actually a soliloquy. What's a soliloquy again? Uh, I think a soliloquy, and I might be thinking of a of a, bon, of a bonnet or something like that. Sonnet. Sonnet. There you go. It's fourteen verses, fourteen lines. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
and then it repeats. This is a similar deal. Mm-hmm. It's like eleven lines and it repeats. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. There's Maybe a little bit. That. There's a little bit different, but it, it, that's basically what it is. But it's so cool because they they make custom instrumentation for the whole deal. Like that's super cool. What do you mean custom instrumentation for? Like they designed this verse. Like she don't know. Doom, doom, doom. Oh yeah. Okay. They stopped that's right there, great. and then they repeated that cycle. Yeah. Like that's popish. That's popish. Yeah. To yeah, do. yeah. Yeah. It's easy to digest. Mm-hmm. And even though you have no fucking clue what he's talking mm-hmm. about at yeah. all, yeah, 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 yeah. you still like it yeah. because it repeats itself and it follows the principles of like pop music. And, and I, I do I do feel like there is something to be said for, maybe you don't know what he's talking about, but you said, Jane says, she's saying things. You can like feel a story without yeah. necessarily knowing what it's about. You can tell there's something you, going on. You assume it's going to be bad. I think I don't know. I I assumed it was bad. I, yeah, I, I assumed it was something it was either well. she hated him or something. It was definitely something I was about un- complaining. I, wasn't sure, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was something good. I wouldn't have been if it was something good. I would have been too surprised. Like Jane the music doesn't says, give it's, away. It's all in the way he says. Jane says. Yeah. Jane says. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I don't know. Something about it just sounds I'm neg- sick of somewhat it. negative. Yeah, maybe yeah. complaining. I don't know. There's something like not great. Yeah. Something like Jane says. But, I love you, Perry. But, you know, similar deal to uh, Arlo Parks, where we have a songwriter talking about other people's problems. Yes, exactly. And never never about their own. Classic Perry Farrell. Classic Fucking, Farrell Hey, you got a good story? Give it to me. <laughs> tell me tell me about your life, and then we'll turn it into a song. You know? What, Jane? What was your problems today? Poor Jane, honestly. Yeah. She was um, the head mistress of what? No, the, what, what do they call her? The first right? lady of the house. What, what, that, trap, that, that, trap house. The house had the name had a name, but it was basically it was arts oh. collective slash crash pad. That's what oh, crash pad thing. Where oh, described it. Yeah, yeah, it was just a druggy paradise. Where everyone said all of the problems came from Jane's addiction. Right. Yeah. Right. It all stemmed with Jane doing heroin, and then. Every, it just spawned everybody. I'm done with Sergio. Fucked up shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, done Jane. <laughs> Jane, you're, you're, Sergio's a piece of shit. You're hooked in a loop. Everyone knows that Sergio's <laughs> a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit too. Yeah, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah. I'm just staying here for the. Night. And then he writes a song about her. He monetizes the shit out of this tragedy yeah. of a person. And that's a huge song. Do you think Jane gets any money? No, absolutely not. Not Jane even close. Maybe gets a little bit of heroin just to further enable. And maybe he's like, maybe I'll get a good death story out of this. the song more than i'll talk about pigs and zen okay why i'll just i'll just put it what on, is I'll the point it, i'll keep yeah. it on low through pigs and zen. yeah that's good uh, why okay two why questions. not that why is that not the last song why is that not the last song why why is it's james perfect why is, it's perfect and then why is james is not the 
first song not the somewhere else anywhere else it doesn't make any sense it's so i fully agree but again it it works as a live show you want their best song last yeah i get that it works as a live show but for the album yeah Yeah, they stacked their song they stacked hey but the first the first two songs are really cool yeah adam dad's not that bad either yeah these songs all should have more plays i think it's a good album it's it's too it's too undigestible I am. I think it's totally done. I think it's if you like rock music and you're at least a little bit appreciative of metal. I had no, I had no hump on this, which I was surprised about. (laughs) You don't listen to anything like this at all. You never, uh, you never really did. No, Paul doesn't like rocking. I'm not. I've never been a big rock. Paul's never been in one mosh pit. I was in one mosh pit one time. Okay. I've I've been in like five mosh pits, but. But not until 2019, so that tells oh, you everything wow. you need to know. Wait, really? Yeah, for real. I mean, I, all the music I was. So you've been in five dance, mosh pits in 2019, 2019 at Law Poison. 2019 at 20, Idols, and then and then. And then uh, Wait, what? What are the five mosh pits? Because <laughs> Idols was, does not. count. Idols was the first mosh. Does pit. not count. What are you talking about? That doesn't count. That was a definitely a real mosh pit. Yes. I got bronchitis at that mosh pit. <laughs> It was on Tan Park. It was on Tan Park. Yeah, exactly. It was not a real monster. We had it was dust in the air. Yeah, was for sure. Moshpits can only be on concrete. No, they no, they don't. They have to be inside. Concrete. It has to be dark. Uh, there can't be dirt involved. Yeah, there's a mosh pit at the at Idols. Um, I remember being really surprised. I remember fully. I this is there's so low. I can't even hear the song. <laughs> it's perfect, isn't it? I don't even remember what the song sounds like this. Oh my god, turn it off. Undigestible. Yeah, it's unbelievable that they even... No, but just another instance of like, why did you put these last couple of songs on the album? Did you just want it to be longer? This is CD era, so yeah. it does matter that you, your, your song count matters because people flip it over, they see how many songs are on it, is it worth it? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because every song. If you see, if you see nine song, if you see ten song, yeah, okay. That's a, that's a that's a really interesting point actually. Yeah, for that sure. may be why because it's perfect at ten. It's perfect at ten. Yeah, nine point exactly. six at ten. Yeah, you could you could take out you could take out. Well, I, I don't know if there's a song on this album that you could take out. I I I actually I would strongly advise against it. Yeah, I don't think. There's I think Idiot's Rule could be better. All all of them good. could be it's better. It's not bad. Except for all of them could be better in a lot of different ways, but. I could I could keep all ten on there and be a happy camper. Yeah. And then they put this on there. But then to, yeah, just get rid of. It's not as no. I don't think anything will be as egregious as Peter Fiore's drive, but this is close. Where they have a song called End Credits or whatever. Yeah, they had the song called Crazy. Credits Roll. Yeah, Credits Roll. And, and then, then they had another song. A song that was terrible. It was completely not- <laughs> off touch. <laughs> it was unforgivable, unbelievable, frankly. It was like a perfect ending song. It had like this whole fade out. It was just so bad because it was so good. One more song. It was so perfect. It was, they literally designed the last, they custom made a, a finishing song. And then someone else said, if you don't put this last song on the record, I'm suing you. It's not I'm, even a bonus I'm, track. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill your mother or something. Like, <laughs> like, clearly, they, yeah, I there's, there's a big counterweight on the other side of that one. Okay. So that's Pigs and Zen. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's nothing shocking. I I feel like nothing shocking here. We don't have a bit, a lot. I feel like we're not going to have like a lot of takeaways. No. If you've listened to the episode up to this point, I think you can garner that. I I knew going to this album that I would, I would kind of come away a little bit more respectful of Jane's addiction coming, you know, after talking. Have you lost it it during this? 
no, no. Just, <laughs> I think I think I got more. I think I got more respect for Jane's addiction. Yeah. Uh, coming out of this episode, and and really every time I listen to it, I do get a little bit more respect for them. I still don't. I still don't think that this is really like one to revisit, but I do love its place in music history, as as the opening opening the gates of hell to the chaos of the early nineties rock. Yes. Yeah. Fair. I see. That's a good. Not, I think that's a good way to put it. I don't think I could put it better. So, it's 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 perfect where it is. Yeah, I like where it is. I'm glad it's not 96. Yeah, so so if it's 96, you'd be like, "This is stupid." Oh, it'd be terrible. But the fact that it's 88, you're like, "Nice." I'm yeah. Like, you know what? You got it. Ahead of the time a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. What, yeah, what definitely, and and I think one of the first albums really that where we said this is ahead of its time. Yeah, there's not a lot of those that we get. Um, what were some influences for this music? What do you think? Oof, Ozzy Osbourne for sure. Sure. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Sick. No other influences. Catch you next time. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, there's, there's, it's metal. So I can't believe we didn't mention Black Sabbath. Proto metal, maybe Led Zeppelin Judas a little Priest. bit. Led Zeppelin. Judas Priest, sure. Where does Perry Farrell come from though? Like, what is that? I don't know what it is. Uh, like, it's not like oh, he clearly liked blah. Oh. Again, I'm not really in the scene. I, I don't know. I don't listen to metal. I don't know this either. I don't know at all. This is like totally unbelievable. I feel like someone could totally be like, oh, this is, he's clearly... Oh, you don't know this guy? Like yeah. Perry Farrell's copycat? Like Perry Farrell? What if Perry Farrell is just a copycat of another guy that we don't know about? Who's literally... And no he's way. totally unoriginal and you just totally fucked it. It'd be incredible. Nothing I read. Pittsburgh didn't steer me wrong on that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't read other things. It, 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 I didn't read page. anything. I, well, obviously, it was my it was my album. So. Yeah, but I didn't I I didn't do my due diligence on this one. I listened to the album a lot of times. So yeah, that's um, all you need. To, I so I was like, I was gonna read it more than today, and I was like, no, nah, it's fine. <laughs> what do you think, listener? And I and I mean, give listener, him, give him time to speak. Well, thank you for your <laughs> feedback. I really appreciate that. We'll try harder <laughs> next time. I understand. I know you came here because you're a James Addiction fan and you wanted some more in-depth research about it, but that's, I don't know what to tell you. You listen to the first sentence. We're a low-effort podcast and we, we, we mean it. Or we mean, we mean business. And by business, we mean bad business. Yep. Sometimes. What are we going to do? Oh, Paul. You I have to see it already. I know you do. Oh, you know I do? Yep. Oh, we're going to get high for this. Yep. Oh, we're not doing that one. We're doing a different one? No, we're doing that one. I'm just trying to make, get to the real version. Oh, I don't know if they have the real version. I think they do. I, I we'll come to... back again. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, Paul. It's going to take me fucking years to it's get back. It's going to be good. I've been waiting to do something like this. I, I have been wanting to do it. Yeah, this is the well, 21 It's only song like five version. songs. There's only nine, eight songs. Like that. Is it eight? Yeah. Let, eight me just, let me just get the real version. Because that's a 20 song version. Do you wanna look, can you do like an intro or something yeah, so um, the next album that we're going to be getting into five songs. five songs is it's it's a it's a it's something at the heart of American music, and it's so tempting to to get into the the fifties were obviously a huge seed time where you didn't have a lot of music that was innovative in the fifties, but then the sixties took everything that the fifties did and flipped it, uh, but this album musically stands out as one of the greatest of the 50s and possibly the greatest instrumental certainly the greatest instrumental album of the 50s 
It is Kind of Blue by Miles Davis, 1959. Anything, anything? I'm so excited to get high and listen to this. Can we do it right now? Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. So I'm going to start us off with So What by Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Cannonball Adderley, and Bill Evans. Um, Any last thoughts, Jay? I'm so excited. You you knocked out the park. I'm so excited to listen. This is so good. I've only listened to it once. I've only listened to it once. After I bought it, people were in my apartment. I was like, guys, can I please listen to this? And then they did not like it. It's, 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 and I have to say that I, I've listened through it. It's, it's hard as a modern listener to listen through it. It's hard. So that's why I'm really excited it's to do it. It's very information dense. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, it's, and, but, but like, well, we'll talk about it next week, next yeah. episode. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on the album crawl.